Hello and welcome to the Rome Round League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode will be all about the draft. I heard a little upon the combine starting this week on Thursday. The on-field activities start Thursday with quarterbacks watching here from tight ends. I'll talk about some guys I'm excited to see, and then we'll also have my second mock draft of the season on the pod. A lot to get to, so let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about the combine. Um, it's a great time, obviously, for teams to talk to other teams and agents um, not pertaining to the college draft prospects, um, whether it's making trades. You know, I Washington talking to, you know, Seattle about Russell Wilson or the long shot of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, or even Houston about the Sean Watson, San Francisco, Garoppolo. The list goes on and on. And obviously, it lets down the groundwork for also teams talking to agents, talking about guys that are going to be, they're going to be sitting in free agency. A free agency started two weeks from Monday. Well, the legal tampering period did, which in all types of purposes is when the free agency starts. So it's, you know, it's a big conglomerate of, you know, league personnel, coaches getting to talk to each other, you know, face-to-face for the first time in the offseason. Also, obviously, it's a great time for teams to get to know prospects. And if you the guys they were, you know, interested in on film, um, you know, get to see what the guy, what makes the guy tick, what makes the guy um, goes into playing the game, why he plays the game. So obviously, it's a very important time for that. It's the first time they've had formal interviews like that since really the pandemic, face-to-face interviews with a prospect so that's huge it's great that they're getting back to that I know a lot of coaches miss that especially Ron Rivera so obviously that is a you know big perk of this year's combine some guys I want to see you know obviously I'm excited to see Malik Willis you know throw the ball I think he's going to you know demonstrate that massive arm that he has best in the draft class by far and I think he's going to be up there in the same class of you know the Josh Allen Justin Herberts and Patrick Mahomes type so I want to see that once you have Kenny Pickett throws those are the two guys I think Washington is going to be the most interested at 11. Seems like more leading to Kenny Pickett at that po- this point. But um, I will have seen Michael, Malik Willis run, too. I don't know if he is. Um, but I think he's a 4-4 guy. So I think that would be huge, especially for a team that wants a mobile quarterback. I really want to see wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, he's a physical freak. And he kind of reminds me of DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. Uh, he had 60 catches at 1,011. Excuse me, 1,104 yards last year with 11 touchdowns. Really excited to see what he runs at the combine. I'm sure people are going to put a lot into his three cone drills, but they did that to DK Metcalf too, and that worked out pretty well for Seattle. So I think you know people will hopefully will learn a lesson. And Traylon Burks is going to go in the first you know, top 15 picks, top 20 picks. I also like Kentucky receiver Wondell Robertson. Uh, Robinson, excuse me. Now people have talked about him. I love the way you know he has when he has the ball in his hands. He's slithery. You know he's tough to tackle. Um, he's transferred from Nebraska. He was a top recruit, but eventually transferred to Kentucky before this last year. He's 5'11", 185 pounds. He had 104 catches and 1,334 yards and seven touchdowns last year at Kentucky. Um, he's a guy that can play a little running back as well. I think he'd be an interesting guy in the second or third round. I think at Memphis receiver Calvin Austin, he's seen, he can you know have the fastest 40 time of any wide receiver in this class. 5'9", 173. He had 74 catches, 1,149 yards, and uh, eight touchdowns last year. Then you have Kyle Hamilton, 6'4", 220. He's my top safety. He's a lot of people's top safety. I think he's going to be a top five pick. He's going to be one of the better safety prospects to come back last 10, 15 years. Just to see how he tests and, you know, see the explosives that you see on tape, see it on, on the field on in Indy. You have cornerback Kyle Gordon from Washington. He's 6'200". He's a guy expected to run fast. 
um, and improve his stock and you know solidify his first round status. Then you have, want to see the middle linebackers for Washington's purposes, whether it be Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. I want to see what their 40 times are. See how you know. I think they're both pretty fast guys. I think four, 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 five guys that I think are have a you know good NFL careers and be solid middle linebackers. And then another you know wild card middle linebacker you have Clay Walker from Georgia. He's been overshadowed by Nicobe Dean, but he's a guy that maybe you can get in the third round. He's six four, two forty, six three tackles, one half sack this year. A guy that just super athletic. A guy that I think is going to test really well, maybe even you know push him into the second round range. So now moving to the mock draft, uh, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick one. You know, sticking with offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama, six seven three thirty guy. Guy that they need to get to protect Trevor Lawrence. <clears throat> You know, obviously they need to protect that investment they put in Trevor last year. He's potentially be, you know, a top quarterback in this league, and they need to do whatever they can to keep him upright, and then obviously getting weapons as well, getting him weapons as well. But Evan Neal, the good step in the right direction to protecting him. Then the other Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from Michigan, of the second pick. I think he just screams the Lions, screams Dan Campbell's culture. He's trying to instill there. Obviously coming from Michigan, um, you know, you know stay, staying in Michigan, getting drafted by Detroit, I think would be huge for their fan base. Texas at number three, him taking Kayvon Thibodeau again from Oregon. Quality edge rusher, a guy that I think was the number one overall. He was the number one high school recruit coming out of his high school class. Um, he's more talented than Hudson, but Hudson has more production and better films. So that's why Thibodeau goes a pick behind him. At four of the Jets taking safety, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame. Measured him briefly a little bit earlier, 6'4, 220. Again, a guy that has you know deep center field like you know instincts. Um, he'll hit you as well. He can play close to the box too, but it, I, I think he's going to be a top five safety in this league before long. You have the Giants taking tackle Ekon Kwanwu from NC State, a guy they can play on the right side, um, or even put him on the left side and move Andrew Thomas to the right side. But they obviously have had a horrible offense line for years, and they need to take a step in the right direction to solidify that. At six, they have the Panthers taking off to tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Um, they have right tackle, a good right tackle in Taylor Moten, but their left tackle has been a revolving door ever since Jordan Gross retired a while ago. Um, obviously, they can go quarterback as well. Um, Sam Darnold's under contract next year, and they really can't get out of that, so it seems like they might stick with him one more year, but that doesn't stop them from trading for a guy like Garoppolo or if they still like Watson. Um, so I'm going to have them sticking with a tackle for right now because they definitely need a left tackle. At seven, you have the Giants picking again for the Chicago Bears trade last year. Had them go with linebacker Kobe Dean. Um, the Giants, you know, can need, needs a lot of help in that front seven on the defense, along with their offensive line. Kobe Dean's a good start to, uh, you know, finally get them a, you know, quality middle linebacker for them. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons taking edge rusher David Ujabu from Michigan. He was eight hundred to count in Michigan. Another double digit sack guy at Michigan. Again, he was a little overshadowed by Hutchinson, but his game film is, you know, really great as well. I think he's a top three, top four edge rusher in this class. Falcons have horrible. To put it like that, I mean, head rushers, they haven't had one in a while. They tried to sign Devonta, Dante Fowler a couple years ago. They already cut him. Um, so they definitely need a, you know, someone to cut off the edge and give them, you know, 10, 11 sacks a year. At nine, I had the Denver Broncos taking quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Obviously, the Broncos have really, I think they have a really solid offense with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Uh, they might be Gordon back. Um, you know, uh, Williams a running back. So, I mean, I think they... Even if they don't get Gordon back, um, but again, they and they have uh, Noah Fan a tight end, a good left tackle Garrett Bowles. They have really good defense. Uh, then they go edge rusher here as well to replace Vaughn Miller. But I think Kenny Pickett's a guy that could start from day one for them and have like a Mac Jones type of season for them and you know keep them in contention in the AFC West. Ten, you have the Jets taking on the clock again from the Jamal Adam transfer a couple years ago. This is Seattle's pick. I have taken wide receiver Drake London from USC. They can go offensive line here as well. But I haven't gone with Drake Lennon. 
220 target, someone that, you know, uh, Zach Wilson could look to to pair with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and, you know, really help Zach, you know, develop. And, you know, having a guy, a big target like that, where Zach can be a little inaccurate at times, Leonard would be, you know, huge for him. 11 out of the Washington Commanders taking quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. And I know, you know, it seems like Kenny Pickett's the number one quarterback on their board. If I was in this position, Kenny Pickett's off the board. Malik Willis is a guy they can groom, you know, give him a year or two to, to learn under Heineke or if they sign like a guy like Trubisky or Mariota, Bridgewater, any of those guys. And there's a couple options on the board for me here. I think they could have gone with quarterback Derek Steenley from Georgia. I think he's going to be a great, great corner. I love the way he played his freshman year. I guess he didn't have his greatest film the last two years due to injuries and the pandemic and such, but I think he'd be a huge pick for Washington. Wide receivers like Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks were on the board for year two, linebacker Devin Lloyd. Um, but obviously, quarterback's the most important position, and it's a position that needs to be rectified. It's been a problem for this franchise for decades. And I think Malik Willis, with time, can be the long-term answer. Answer. I don't think he should play year one, but if you you know sit on him, let him have you know the year, year and a half to adjust the NFL, work through some of the mistakes he had at Liberty. I think he, and a lot of that's just on his situation. He was a guy that you know put a lot on his shoulders and tried to do too much at times, and that really hurt him. So and if he gets to a team like you know, Washington has a Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel. Maybe they sign a guy like Allen Robinson um, or Michael Gallup or guys like that, you know, to bring even more, you know, weapons to this team. Um, I think it would really help, you know, Malik realize he doesn't have to do it all. So I think Malik would be a really good pick for Washington at 11 if he, this is the way the board um, sets up this way. The 12, the Minnesota Vikings to quarterback, cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Like I mentioned briefly for the Washington's pick, I think he's an elite quarter in this league. Um, love the way he can uh, attacks the ball. He had six interceptions freshman year. He's also a punt returner, so he brings you added value there. Thirteen of the Bronx, excuse me, the Browns taking wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Um, he's you know probably my top receiver right now, but again, it's close with the other guys. But I love the way Garrett Wilson um, fights through contact. Um, again, I've said it before, he's an acrobat in the air. They really need someone for Baker to go to. Um, obviously, they kind of ran Odell Beckham out of town. Jarvis Andrew might be the next guy out, um, and Donovan Peoples Jones is really their only. I guess option out there right now. So Garrett Wilson would be uh, a huge pick for the Browns. At 14, you have the Ravens taking tackle Trevor Penny from Northern Iowa. Um, they tried out Alejandro Villanueva at the right tackle spot this year. It didn't work out. Um, he's obviously getting up there in eight as well. But if they signed Trevor Penny to the right side, kind of replaced with Orlando Brown, gave them his first few years before they traded him to Kansas City, uh, that would go a long way in helping Lamar um, develop even further as a passer. 15 of the Eagles on the clock for the picking for the Miami Dolphins. Part of that trade, going with cornerback Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Um, he's right there with Derek Stingley as one of the best corners in this class. Big, long, rangy corner. I think he's going to do well at the combine as well. The Eagles need someone to pair with Darius Slay. 16, you have the Eagles on the clock again, picking for the Carson Wentz trade. Going with linebacker, linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. They've had a void at linebacker for years now. They can get a guy like Devin Lloyd at 16. They'd be a great start for that defense that has a good amount of holes, but Lloyd would be a really good step in you know, rectifying some of those problems. 17, you have the Chargers taking defense attack with Jordan Davis from Georgia. Uh, a guy that the Chargers run defense is you know, atrocious. It has been for years now. I'm getting a guy like a Jordan Davis who's 330 in the middle um, can really you know help them finally put a put an end to that problem because Jordan Davis is a guy that has not moved easily when the offensive line, interior offensive lineman can't do anything about him. Um, and he, he actually gets a little wiggle too again getting after the quarterback as well. But I like Jordan Davis, especially against the run. At 18, the New Orleans Saints 
not picking a quarterback here. I think they're going to re-sign Jameis and you know, see if that works out for one more year. Have them going with wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Someone they compare with Michael Thomas. They restructured Michael Thomas' contract this week, so they're definitely keeping him going forward. And Traylon Burks is a guy that, like I said, kind of reminds me a little bit of DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown. Um, you give the ball to him in a variety of ways, even though the backfield, seeing people compared to like Debo Samuel Light, the way they you know, get, got in the ball at Arkansas. But you know, for being that big and to have that acceleration is kind of crazy. So I'm excited to see him at the combine this week. 19 of the Eagles on the clock again with their actual pick. Taking wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. Um, he's a guy that you know they compare with Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. Seem like Jalen Rager's kind of falling out of the picture there. Olave can do a lot of things that they were hoping Rager could do and give someone Jalen Hurts another option to throw to once you know Devontae Smith is the one receiver in that off- offense. I expect him to get a lot of that um, rolled coverage, and I think Olave will be the beneficiary of that. At 20 of the Steelers taking quarterback Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Corral's another guy that I think is has a lot of upside, a little below Willis. Um, but he's a guy that I think, again, can have a better career than even a guy like Kenny Pickett. Just I think his potential is better. I love the way uh, he competes. Uh, he's a dog out there. Um, runs the ball a lot, probably too much, to, even with his size. Again, I think I've said before, kind of reminds me a little bit of Heineke, the way his swagger um, you know, oozes out and confidence oozes out in front of his team. But I think Corral's a guy that Pittsburgh can you know, maybe sit for a year, half a year, roll with Mason Rudolph, or maybe sign like a, a guy like Mariota or even trade for Garoppolo. But he's someone that could take over for Robinsburg for the long term. At 21, the Patriots taking wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama. Coming off the torn ACL, um, they might have to wait a little bit for this pick. Um, him and Mac Jones didn't really have any crossover because he just got to Alabama when Mac left. Um, but, you know, obviously Alabama guys love Alabama guys, so I think he would, you know, vouch for a guy like Jamison Williams. Uh, Williams is the guy I think he'd have been my number one receiver without the ACL tear. I think he would have ran 4-3 this week if he didn't, you know, tear that ACL in the National Championship game. But Jamison Williams will be a great pick for New England, someone that could stretch the field for Mac Jones. 22 of the Raiders taking cornerback Kyler Gordon from Washington. Mentioned him earlier, too, on the podcast time with the Combine. I think he's going to have a really nice you know, Combine, run a nice 40-time, 4-4 at least. Um, and he's a guy that I think the Raiders could really use. They kind of had patchwork secondary the last couple years. Um, had Brandon Face on, Casey Hayward Jr. back there. I think Kyler Gordon's a guy that could be a you know, long... You know, long um, Nate Hobbs is a good pick for them in the fifth round last year, but they compared Nate Hobbs with Kyler Gordon. And they have some good corners that in the back of that secondary for the Raiders. 23 of the Cardinals taking Ed Rusher, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Um, still guaranteed Jalen Jones, you know, returns for them, um, and they need some more help. Um, they have J.J. Watt still there, but he's obviously injury prone. Um, but getting a guy like Trayvon Walker to, you know, replace Chandler Jones uh, will be huge for them. A guy that I think can, you know, give them six, seven sacks even in his rookie year. At 24 of the Eagles taking Divas and George Carla Fidus from Purdue. Um, Randy Gregory's a free agent, and Marcus Lawrence is a really high cap number. Maybe they lose both those guys. Um, Carla Fidus can be a guy that can come in and start for them for day one. He's good against the run, good pass rusher, had really good production at Purdue, and you know, definitely an option for Dallas if they need to go on the cheaper option on the defensive line. 25 of the Buffalo Bills taking cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington, another Washington corner, another talented guy, um, someone that can help pair with Tredavious White or even replace Tredavious White for the first couple weeks if Tredavious is still coming back from his ACL tear. Um, you know, the Buffalo definitely needs some help in that, at least in the cornerback room. Uh, that was evident in the Patrick Mahomes drive last, you know, divisional round game. Uh, so McDuffie would be a solid pick for Buffalo. 2060 of Tennessee taking edge rusher Jermaine Johnson, the second from Florida State. Georgia transfer actually absolutely exploded at Florida State when they see defensive player of the year. They potentially could lose Harold Landry in free agency. I don't think they will. I think they really want to keep him as they should. But if they do, Jermaine Johnson would be a guy that could pair up Bud Dupree and have, you know, 
two great guys coming off the edge for them. 27 of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa to replace Ryan Jansen. Um, Linderbaum is too talented to go this far. I just, you know, couldn't find an exact spot for him. And yeah, obviously centers aren't valued as, you know, even guards and especially on tackle in this league. But it would be an absolute steal if Linderbaum, you know, so this far to the Buccaneers. He's by far the best center in this class. Um, I could see him going as early as 10 to the Jets, honestly, or maybe even the Giants if they're feeling squarely at pick seven. Um, but for, the, for purposes of this pod, I just have him going 27 for the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers would be, I'm sure, ecstatic to get him at 27. 28 had the Packers taken defense tackle Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Um, another guy from that dominant defense from Georgia going in the first round here. He had a great senior bowl, um, elevated his um, stock even more. And the Packers could use some help, you know, pairing him with Kenny Clark um, and lose some. They might lose some edge rushing if uh, Zadarius Smith has to be cut for pack cap purposes, but, you know, they can. Uh, build up the interior rush of Devontae Wyatt from Georgia here at pick 28. 29, the Miami Dolphins on the clock, picking for the San Francisco 49ers from that trade a year ago. Have him taken off a tackle, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. The Dolphins' offensive line has been horrendous the last couple of years. They've even invested the picks there, and they haven't all worked out. Um, getting a guy like Raymond, who at least could be their starting right tackle, will be a huge step forward. Protecting a guy like Tonga Bailoa, who actually is left-handed, so his blind side is um, the right side. So, again, uh, a guy like Raymond to protect Tua. Um, would really help that team and, you know, help what Mike McDaniel wants to instill there in year one. At 30, you have the Kansas City Chiefs taking address for Arnold Abikade from Penn State. Another guy that had a really nice uh, senior bowl. He had nine and a half sacks last year for uh, Penn State. Um, they could use some help on to- uh, the opposite of Frank Clark. They had a really nice pickup with Melvin Ingram halfway through the year for the Steelers. Maybe they'll bring him back. Even if they do, he's a little bit on the older side. They get a guy like Ibikite would be huge for Kansas City to, you know, help um, solidify that defense that struggled a lot this year, especially in the first half of the year. At 31, you have the Bengals taking guard Zion Johnson from Boston College. Um, he can play a little center, too. The Bengals need help in any off, every offensive tackle, excuse me, every, every offensive line spot, maybe except left tackle for Jonah Williams, but he could also play right tackle, so they need a tackle as well. Beginning guy like Zion Johnson, who I think is going to be, you know, top two, top three interior offensive linemen in this class, would be huge for the Bengals at pick 31. Someone they could, you know, hang their hat on to protect Joe and, you know, give them a little more confidence if they're in that situation again in the Super Bowl next year. And lastly, at pick 32, Detroit Lions holding the Rams pick from the Matt Stafford trade, having taken wide receiver Jahan Dotson from Penn State. They go quarterback here, but I don't know if they really, you know, are in love with any of these guys. Jerry Goff's probably definitely going to be there at least one more year. So maybe they just, you know, get a weapon for golf to pair with Amon St. Brown. Um, and Jahan Dotson's a guy that had a really good career at Penn State. He had 91 catches, 1,182 yards, and 12 touchdowns last year alone. He could play in slot, play on the outside. Um, wiry type of strength, but the guy that's super quick, I think they have a nice combine as well, but the Lions uh, would do great by getting him in the last pick of the first round. Well, that concludes the Rome Round League episode. Combine is always an exciting time for draft nerds like myself. That's one of the best steps biggest steps, excuse me, in the valuation process. My next dra- mock draft will be much different depending on how free agency shakes out in the next couple of weeks. Like I said, that starts March 14th, at least the legal tampering period does, and officially free agency starts March 16th. Next week, we'll be back with the Commander's free agency preview. Look at the guys the Commanders could target in that first week of free agency. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScott21 and Instagram at OmanLeague_Pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.